0: Hey, Michaela, uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thanks.
0: How did you become interested in this concept and idea of uh, lesbian campiness?
1: It was something that uh, I'd actually sort of been talking about with my wife a bit. Um, and I remember really clearly we were watching a music video which I describe in the piece um, by Hayley Kiyoko, who's this, this pop star. If you let him touch you, touch you, touch, you, touch, you, touch, you, touch you. And while we were watching it, we were kind of trying to put our finger on exactly what it was that felt so exciting and knew about it. And eventually we were like, you know, it's, it's almost like it's campy, but it wasn't quite camp as we knew it. And so that was when we, well, I started thinking about, so, so what would a, a kind of dyke approach to camp be, basically? What would a lesbian approach to, to the idea of camp be? And so Hailey Kirikhoff was the, the kind of kicker, but once I started paying attention, I felt like a lot of things that I'd sort of noticed or enjoyed in the past actually did fit in within it. The Outline World Dispatch. There were like examples of celebrities or particular skits or, you know, bits of music or something like that where I'd, I'd noticed that they were kind of very lesbian or very like dikey in a very particular way but i didn't i couldn't quite put my finger on what it was and then when we kind of started thinking about the idea of diet camp i was like oh this is this is what i'd noticed this is what appealed to me so much in these in these separate things
0: mm. um so i want to back up a little bit like what was it about that video that like gave you pause and just was like oh man this is something
1: it was sort of there were these twin aspects it's a performance video, so it's not like a music video. It's her dancing with a team of other dancers. Um, and there were these two aspects of both kind of real swagger and like cockiness and like really knowing what she was doing. And she's a great dancer and she's really good at it and you can tell that she knows that. Um, but at the same time, she's also being really goofy about it. So it was kind of like, look how great I am. Isn't it funny? So it's, <laughs> it's really appealing in that, in that very real sense of it. But at the same time, yeah, it just it felt like to me that was the kind of thing that I'd seen in gay bars. That I'd seen at lesbian parties um, and it, it was recognizable as that kind of particular brand that I think a lot of gay women have where they are showing off and they are cocky, but they're aware of it and they kind of add this this tinge of humor towards it.
0: Mm. Do you feel like it's like some sort of flagging that occurs in that type of way?
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, is it sort of recognizable, you mean, or like a, yeah. a way of identifying yourself? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it is. It is, And, you know, I think camp is that as well. So it's a lot of it is about being like, how can I make myself noticeable? How can I, you know, resist this sort of like a heteronormative approach to the world? How can I flag up that I'm doing something really, really different here?
0: Hmm. So how can I... Um, as someone who is not lesbian, but, you know, I am bi, I'm queer, um, like, kind of can look out for this type of uh, camp in other forms of media.
1: So I think, like, number one, it's definitely not just for lesbians, and I I don't think it's also just done by lesbians, I think you can see it from a wide range of identities. Um, I think uh, if you keep an eye out for for camp in general, there's definitely parts where diet camp overlaps with it. But what I really think is the, is the difference is that if you kind of, a, a very common kind of definition of camp has been that it's this love of the unnatural, right, like the kind of artificial and really enjoying that. Whereas I think diet camp is the love of something kind of ultra natural, like it takes something quite normal like a a mannerism or an outfit and it just magnifies it as much as it possibly can Mm. so if you're ever looking at something and you're like this is great but wow this is a lot like I feel like that's often a a kind of indicator of diet camp especially when you pair it with sort of um, non-traditional expressions of gender when you pair it with kind of uh, a certain female assertiveness. I think a lot mm. of these things kind of come in. But for me, the number one thing is when you see someone doing just a lot. Then, yeah. then often that's a, a sign that there's diet camp going on.
0: Like, what's a like? What's like a good? I guess kind of recent uh, past. Like, uh, like what's like a really good example of that?
1: I think Kate McKinnon, who's the uh, yes, the comedian yes. actor from um, from SNL, is a really really good example. Um, she kind of. Does these very over-the-top renditions, especially in her impressions, you know? Like, it's it's almost slapstick. It's very shambolic. Like, she's she's really going for it. Yeah. But she does exaggerate. She always says, I'm Ellen, I'm Ellen. I don't know what that is, I'm Ellen. Uh, that feels nice, I'm Ellen. No. <laughs> oh, that's how you say, I'm Ellen. No, I'm Ellen. I'm, I'm Ellen. No. <laughs> no, I'm Ellen, I got this blondie, step aside.
0: So, another thing that really um made me super interested is um you tell me about this uh, account Butch camp, and like once I read the piece, I immediately like immediately clicked followed so for people who have no idea what Butch camp is, could you tell me a little bit about it
1: Yeah, so butch camp is this great instagram account um it's run by Isabella Toledo and Rosie Everleigh. um and basically, what they do is they collect images of thing of, of people, of costumes, of you know bits of furniture uh, that they think represents <laughs> this kind of idea of Butch Camp, which which for them is this basically an ineffable. Vibe of lesbianism. Um, so in in the Instagram account, like you'll see Hillary Clinton next to Missy Elliott, next to Joan of Arc, um, next to I think I saw like a, a femme version of Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Like they they pull things from <laughs> from all over the world and from like all different you know eras of history and stuff like that. It's a really great account, um, and they're kind of coming from a very similar perspective. So I, I spoke to Um, Isabella as part of the piece and she said that while they picked kind of butch camp because the word butch has this immediate sort of implication and effect that they felt really tied into what they were going for they're also kind of looking at basically that kind of idea of lesbianism and and how Mm -hmm. can we see it coming up in camp ways
0: yeah so i noticed uh like they mentioned um miss trunchbull from matilda and missy elliot um as well as like you said like these inanimate objects like thinking about our walkman as (laughs) as a form of camp is just like really funny to think about Um, yeah for sure so I'm my last question here is, like, I'm very curious, um, and you touched on it a little bit in a piece, but it's something that I am always find really curious is about, like, the racial dynamics that occur um, in this type mm-hmm. of camp. Um, and a lot of times, um, like, you think of, like, a very certain type of person that may be wearing the, you know, quintessential ring of keys, as you will. Like. You didn't notice her at first, but I saw her the moment she walked in. She was... A delivery woman. She came in with a handcart full of packages. She was an old-school butch. Someone just came in the door... like no one I ever saw before. I feel... I feel... I don't know where you came from. I wish I did. I feel so dumb. I feel... Your swagger and your bearing and just right clothes you're wearing, your short hair and your dungarees and your lace-up boots
1: and your keys,
0: oh, your ring of keys. Do you think that this like um degree of campy, uh, this degree of campiness? leaves out um, certain racial identifications or favors one or, or the other. Like, where, like, do you think there's like an othering that occurs in this?
1: I think, I mean, I hope not. Um, but I think also, obviously, in terms of, you know, culture and pop culture and, you know, who our celebrities are, obviously white people are vastly overrepresented. Um, so I think that's why sometimes when you're pulling examples, you can kind of see you know, Dyke campers perhaps having like these white overtones. Um, but like Hailey Kyoko's uh, Half Japanese, and then you know, you have people like Missy Elliott. Beep, beep, all got the keys to the Jeep. I really think that, you know, people of color and lesbians of color um, are definitely feeding into the Dyke Camp movement. Um, there's, there's this great photo of like Audrey Lorde on, on a lake in Berlin, like rowing, who's, she's a black lesbian poet. And I think that's like another example of Camp. So I think uh, like a lot of things in culture, Camp runs the risk of being whitewashed, um, mm. but it shouldn't be because lesbians of color obviously exist and are a huge part of, you know, forging that kind of cultural scene.
0: I'm just personally curious, like what, what is your favorite example of camp um i was i was thinking about this a lot and i think my personal favorite example might be uh queen latifah and set it off
1: before they started laying people off they was paying folks $15 an hour at that place mm, that's good money $15 an hour i'll be old what i gotta do sir <laughs> oh yeah that's a great one. <laughs>
0: So do you have oh, a Oh like, no, I
1: want to watch Oh, it's so
0: good. It's so good. That last scene is iconic. Uh, do you have a favorite example?
1: I think actually there's this like there's this really brief moment which I've loved for years, but it was only when I started thinking about Dyke Camp that I was like, oh that's what it is, that's what I like so much about it. Um and it's when Kristen Stewart does her SNL monologue. Um, and she <laughs> does this this long bit about how Donald Trump basically weirdly has this weird personal vendetta against her because of the whole Robert Pattinson thing. Yeah. Um, and then at the end she says, you know, but you don't need to worry about it because if you hated me then, you're going to hate me now even more. Because I'm hosting SNL and I'm like so gay, dude. <laughs> I'm like so gay, dude. And it's just like the way she says it is just so perfect and on the nose. Um, right. So yeah, for me that really encapsulates it.
0: Yeah, it definitely felt like it was like very, like, hey, I'm definitely one of y'all. Like, this is like totally like a thing you should take notice of.
1: Yeah, exactly. But also with that, and isn't it funny that we have to do this? But isn't it great as well? If you let them well,
0: thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Um, if people want to like keep up with your writing and like other work that you're doing, uh, where can people find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Mick Clements, which is M-I-K-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S. And I also have a website, which is www.mikailaclements.com. Is it serious?
0: Back into the reservoir. Here, just as in the lung... You just heard from Michaela Clements. The song you heard at the beginning and the end of this episode is Curious by Haley Kiyoko. The Outline World Dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James T. Green, with production assistance by Rob Dozier. Honestly, if you listen this far, big XOXO to you. So you should tell others about us. We're on Twitter, at Outline Dispatch, and you should rate us in your favorite podcast player. All right, that's it for now. For subscribers, I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.